Welcome into another edition of Gridiron Rap here on a Sunday night. So glad you can join us. His name is Bill Keenest. I'm Sean Belegian. We've got uh, Eric Dorch in the house tonight as well. So many things happening in the world of football. I, I'm going to start with this, if I may, because there's a lot to talk about with the Lions. There's a lot to talk about with Ford Field, Bill Keenest. But um, yeah. All week long, it wasn't just CBS. It was uh, ESPN. It was so many of the usual suspects were talking Mm -hmm. about this Vikings-Cowboys game. And I think so many (laughs) people, Bill, yours truly included, were trying to figure out why the Cowboys were favored in this game. Yeah, I think we're seeing why they were favored in this game. Wow. there's a reason wow. Vegas has those giant palatial casinos, for goodness sake, Bill. I, I It has been all yeah. Cowboys in a game you usually don't see this, Bill. This was the national game, and they switched no. out of this game about 15 minutes ago. I mean, that, that may be a good uh, trivia question, Sean. When is the last time that a network switched out of the game? Uh, on a, on a Sunday, I I certainly can't remember it. And like you said, um, it 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 was the game that a lot of people felt was relatively even going in. But I I think like so many other games in the past. I mean, there was a period where Super Bowls were like this, where you have a you know a high highly anticipated game, um, and early on. One team will make some plays. The other team will have some plays to be made, and they don't make them. I mean, the former Lions tight end, T.J. Hawkinson, had a touchdown pass early in the uh, in the game that would have put the Vikings back on top right through his hands, you know. And uh, and so they they had to settle for a field goal instead of a touchdown. And and then the other team makes the plays. The emotion, the passion that goes into football, and we saw it at every level this weekend, high school, college, and the pros, um, is real. And I'll keep saying it uh, because it's so true, but you ask any football coach, uh, the mental to the physical is 90 to 10. And you can you can computerize all the parts that the Vikings have and the Cowboys have and their records and their stats and this, that, and the other going into a game, but at the end of the end of the day and certainly during the game it comes down to the players making plays and the human element is so powerful and uh that's why i have what you had uh, today in that game you boy bill you nailed it anybody that was watching that game you could when it started to roll downhill the vikings were yeah. done you could you could see the yeah. frustration dalvin cook gets in an argument with one of the Cowboys coaches and, and gets the flag thrown. I mean, it just, it, it yeah. was, if it wasn't one thing, it was another. And this yeah. Viking team that was rolling, uh, I, boy, they're being decimated right now. It's 40 to three with nine and some change yeah. to go in that one, Bill. I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, Cincinnati on top of Pittsburgh. That's in the fourth quarter, 27, 23. Uh, you have Vegas and Denver tied up at 16 mm-hmm. apiece. Looks like that might be going to overtime. Of course, later on tonight, yes, Kansas City and the Chargers as well. Mm-hmm. 
always like to get that out of the way. Yeah. Bill, we talked about this last week. The last time the Lions had won three in a row, it was almost yeah. exactly five years ago. They had wins mm-hmm. at Green Bay on a Monday night, a win at home against the Browns, and a win at Chicago on November 19th and on November 20th. The Lions go to New York and an old-fashioned slugfest. I tweeted out a Central Division Classic. They knock (laughs) off the Giants today. Bill, there aren't enough words to say how impressed I was by what the Lions did today, especially in those conditions. No question, Sean. I mean, to go on the road and win, uh, no matter where it is, is an accomplishment. To go on the road against the first-place team that – that did have the dubious distinction of leading the league in one possession victories um, up until today. But nonetheless, uh, for the Lions to put that kind of performance on the uh, on the docket was profoundly impressive. And uh, as we were talking to into Thanksgiving Day game being more than relevant right now because that magical graphic that the networks show up at this time of the year, division leaders, wild card in the hunt. That should be the chant at Ford field on Thursday. We are in the hunt because that's what the lines are. Uh, They're in the hunt and to have that opportunity in front of a national audience and oh my goodness. And the other factor is Sean, you know, Buffalo won today. It was close, you know, through halftime. Um, I can't I can't find any reason to suggest that what they've gone through gives them any advantage. You know, maybe some will say uh, because they played a game at Ford Field. And I've said before, you know, the lights can be tricky at Ford Field for players that have never played there before. So is that an advantage for the Bills? Maybe, but uh, to go through what they've went through with travel and the blizzard and the, you know, just the the emotional concern of your family and friends and loved ones back in Buffalo. And I do believe I've heard from a couple uh, sources today that they are staying here through the game. I haven't I don't know if you've got a confirmation of that. I have not heard. And I think that's logical. Yep. Yeah. But um Boy, I just uh, and there was a lot of Bills Mafia there today. Obviously, the game was sold out, so uh, I don't know how uh, how much uh, productivity is happening in the business community at Buffalo this week. Because I got to believe there's going to be there's going to be quite a few Bills fans there Thursday, so it should be raucous, and uh, it'll be a great show for the for the nation. I want to talk a little bit more. We don't have time to get into it right now, but working with you uh, brings its benefits in a myriad of ways. But you yeah. have a very unique perspective, an up-close perspective mm-hmm. on, on, well, quite frankly, how difficult it must be mm-hmm. for the staff and the personnel at Ford Field to try to turn that thing around the way they did the past few days. And, oh, by the way, do it again on Thursday. And when we come back, Bill, I'd love to hear your perspective on that because just to reset for everybody, you had a a big event on Friday night. I know our own Paul W. Smith was a a part of it, the Hobnobble Mm -hmm. Gobble, okay? And this Mm -hmm. was kind of the return of the Hobnobble Gobble, of Mm -hmm. course, after the pandemic. 
And and normally the preparations for Thursday start after that because this isn't this isn't just any game. You know, if you have not been to a Thanksgiving game, it is an event. It is really an event. And and let me also say this: if you haven't been to a Thanksgiving game, shame on you. Go, yeah, go with your friends. I I did it years running when I was a young man. And then it was so cool, Bill, to be able to take my son to a few Thanksgiving games and, and have that experience with him. It is an event. And uh, Bill, when we come back, I'd love to hear your take on yeah. uh, just the fine work that everybody must have put in to make sure that not only Thursday went off without a hitch, but today's game went off without a hitch. And we'll do yeah. that when we come back. He's building this. I'm Sean Belisian. Got to get into the college football. Got to get into some of the great high school action as well. The finals are coming up in Ford Field as well. Don't you go anywhere. It's Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Well, I don't want to leave you hanging. The last time the Lions run, won four in a row, it was actually a five-game winning streak going back to 2016. Bill, I'm sure you remember this very, very well. Oh, yeah. It started with the overtime leap by Golden Tate in Minnesota. Then they knocked off Jacksonville. Uh, then they knocked off Minnesota again on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. Darius Slay yeah. with a big interception late of Sam Bradford. Mm -hmm. Then they went to New Orleans and knocked off New Orleans and beat the Bears at home uh, to improve mm -hmm. to nine and four. Uh, they got in yeah. the playoffs that year, obviously, but uh, Lions looking to do something they haven't done in six years this Thursday, yeah. and that's win four games in a row. But, you know, we were talking before the break, and, and you have such a unique perspective from all your years and, and, and the many things you did while working with the Lions, but it's not easy to get ready for a game of this magnitude as it is. But no. they had an unexpected game this week as well. I mean, props yeah. got to go out to the Ford Field, folks, Bill. Oh, big time. If there's a, an MVP, um, I mean, it, it's the it's the entire operations crew at Ford Field who are just uh, miracle workers, really. And and when you think about it, um, the the Thanksgiving game and what comes before and after is is usually a herculean task for the staff at ford field because you've got you know a return as we're returning to normalcy or so or so we think <laughs> um you know you have the uh you have the hobnobble gobble event on on friday night which is a huge fundraising uh extravaganza for the parade company for our friend tony michaels who runs the parade and uh, and all of his people? And it's a it's a huge event, you know, national, uh, renowned entertainers, and it's just a big time deal. And then you got to turn that around. Okay, you have you have about you know less than a week to turn that around. Um, but oh, by the way, somebody came knocking the NFL, and so you go from Friday night to a game on Sunday. Not just a game, but a sold out event, a sold out venue. So uh, Todd Argus uh, handles all the facilities at Ford Field, and he and his staff are just remarkable. And um, I hope Todd gets a, the proper and appropriate uh, appreciation and uh, and thank yous for what they've done. Now, he would tell you 
we're only halfway there, if that, which is true, because you get through today's game and then you've got the Thanksgiving game, which is the biggest game of the year um, from a network standpoint, cameras, um, it's, you know, pregame or halftime entertainment. There's usually a rehearsal that goes into that. It, it used to be on Mondays or Tuesdays. That's the big deal. And then, and then you got the game on Thursday and then you wrap that up and you got eight high school championship games on Friday and Saturday. Um, so I think Thanksgiving for the Ford field crew, Todd and his crew doesn't really start until Sunday, next Sunday. That's really Thanksgiving because they can breathe for, for the first time in about 10 days, but it, they always do a remarkable job in a normal situation. But you add an NFL game to that, and uh, I saw a few highlights from the Bills-Browns game today, um, and uh, it was full. And by all accounts, they did a fantastic job. And, uh, yeah, it is. It's the, it's the ultimate behind-the-scenes uh, that few people see. I, I, I kind of hope they put a time-lapse camera on the top of the stadium, just let it run from last Thursday through Saturday night. Imagine what that would look like. That would be incredible. Oh, that's so great. Bill, I think I told you yeah. last year, for me, um, as you mentioned, it, it, this is like, this is ours. This is our tradition. This is, this yeah. is our day. I mean, there, there isn't a, a bigger day. I hope one day we talk about a bigger day, you know, hosting an NFC championship certainly comes to mind, but uh, you know, for me, Bill, uh, some of my greatest memories, I, I kid you not, I remember one year uh, I was still in high school. My buddies and I decided let's go play football in the morning. And then we're going to go to the lions game. And then we did yeah. it for the next seven years <laughs> until I got in this business. And, and it was, I, I'm telling you, I remember every one of them like that too. I mean, every, every one of them, sure. There are some that stick out. Sure. There are some that you don't want to remember, but that, that is right. such a distinctive Detroit thing. And I, I don't think enough is said. And I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm sure you know the story. Going back, what, about 15, 16, 17 years ago, I think it was Lamar Hunt in Kansas City mm -hmm. wanted to move yeah. uh, the Thanksgiving Day game around. Mm -hmm. Mr. Ford, God bless his soul, basically mm -hmm. said, this is ours. Yeah. This thing isn't going anywhere. No, it was, it was, as I recall, it was 1994. And uh, it came up at the owners' meetings, the annual league meeting in March that year. And it was really Bill Ford Jr., who was very involved with the team at the time, that got up amongst the owners and made a very impassioned uh, speech, if you will, about why it's Detroit's. And uh, to be fair, I believe, and, and as do many others, that the Lamar Hunt issue was less about Detroit and more about Dallas. Sure. Because Lamar had had the team, the AFL team in Dallas, um, and then the Cowboys got the expansion, so he moves to Kansas City, which uh, served him very well, one of the model franchises. But I think Lamar, there was no love lost between Lamar and the Dallas Cowboys, if you will. Um, so I think it was more along those lines. But Bill did a a wonderful job protecting that because it is Detroit. Um, go back to 1934, Sean, the first game when the owner, G.A. Richards, took a huge gamble 
because attendance what it, what it was expected to be. The Tigers were king in Detroit, um, and uh, I, I just think that started it. That 1934 game at U of D Stadium, wow. right where there was 26,000 fans, 15,000 were turned away at the gates, or or at least it's what legend says. Um, but in uh, the other part of that game, because uh, Mr. Richards w- was an executive at, J- at WJR, as we're, as we're speaking here on WJR, and uh, it was NBC. He had a relationship with all the NBC affiliates, and that Thanksgiving game was the first ever national nationwide radio broadcast of an NFL game. And then through the years, the Lions always played it other than during the war years. And uh, it, it is Detroit. It is Americana. I mean, every, every football fan grows up watching Detroit and then later Dallas, but first it was Detroit. And uh, it, it has always been so special, but as we talked about in the first segment about what what the players and coaches and organization feel going into that game, it's different. I mean, it is profoundly different because Thanksgiving is the universal holiday. Everybody's together, families together. So you know that everybody's watching, even more so you know, than a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. Everybody's together, and they're watching you. There's no other game going on there's nothing but you and the country's watching and you got the top you know crew the broad jim nance and tony romo this year i believe but those years that we had madden and Summerall, oh oh my goodness was that over the top uh you know and then joe joe buck and, and troy aikman took it to a similar level but when john rolled in with that madden cruiser and uh pat you know, his, you know, drafted by the Lions. I mean, his career started as a Lion. Um, but those were some of the most memorable days and, and memorable games that, that we ever had. So, yeah, great, uh, great, great for the team to be riding a win streak going into Thursday's game. Well, we're looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll talk more on that. Got to talk some college football, some prep football as well, including Bill told me something. I didn't know that is absolutely mind-boggling. We will get into that. But in the meantime, got to pay some bills. He's Bill Keenest. I'm Sean Belizean. This is Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Boy, Bill, you and I are so much alike in in many, many ways. And I think we've both known that for many years, as a matter of fact. But uh, during the break, you said, um, you you know, there's there's something to be said about tradition. And we don't respect traditions enough. And I, boy, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why I think, like so many other Detroiters, both you and I hold this Thanksgiving Day game uh, to heart. But I also must say this. When they had the first third game the night game if you will going back 16 years ago i hated it i couldn't stand it Mm -hmm. the nfl was right it's a great addition it's a great way to finish the day it really is it's like 
you know, that second helping of turkey, which becomes that third helping of turkey, <laughs> you know, especially if you're, you know, watching, you're, you're basing your meal like so many people do, so many families around the, the Lions game. So you either had to have it at halftime, it's pretty quick, even though halftime's longer on Thanksgiving, or between the Lions and the Cowboy game. And then, and then that turkey's calling your name uh, for later in the afternoon and evening. And to have three games, nobody's complaining. Everybody's so happy. And and the league's going to add another game on Black Friday. I believe it's next year or the year after. So uh, America loves its football. America loves football in Detroit on Thanksgiving. It is a tradition. And, you know, sadly, uh, our country's gotten away from a lot of traditions. But when something... I mean, you could talk about something that your grandparents experienced, yeah. that your parents experienced, that you're experiencing, and you know your children will. Gosh, that, that gives me chills, goosebumps, just thinking about how wonderful it is. And for that something to be the Lions on Thanksgiving is special. And, uh, and you know, Detroit, the personification of the American worker, the blue-collar work ethic, we put the country on wheels, you know, all the stuff that goes with that, that it gives Detroit a chance to shine. And it certainly, and the NFL shines too. And historically, Sean, despite what the Lions record has been over the years, the Lions Thanksgiving game is always one of the highest rated games of the season, regular season game of the season. It doesn't disappoint and, uh, and people show up and turn out for it. You and I have, have both started uh, new traditions in recent years. For years, you were always working on Thanksgiving, uh, of course, for the Lions. And, and for years, I, I was either doing a television show or or doing television and radio. And the last couple of years, I, I've been at home and my kids love it. My kids were like, yeah. and Bill, you don't think about it. But, you know, I, I remember no. my daughter said to me last year, she said, Dad, this is weird. I'm not used mm -hmm. to having you here. And I said, Honey, let's make this a new tradition, all right? I'm, I'm yeah. kind of, you know, Bill, there's something to be said about sitting at home and watching yeah. that game. And sometimes, you know, it's a job. There's no doubt about that. But sometimes yeah. you forget that, you know. I'm going to sit yeah. at home and just watch the game like I was a little kid mm -hmm. again, you know? Yeah, there's no question. And it takes us back to those days when we were, we were young and, and uh, finding out when we were going to eat based on the game. Um, but yeah, it is, it's wonderful. And to be around family and friends and, uh, all, all of whom have the same, you know, passion for that game and for the, for the universal holiday that Thanksgiving is to everybody. Um, it, it just, it's so special. Um, just so, so special. And, and the, uh, the league is gonna, uh, start honoring John Madden, uh, for the Thanksgiving games. Um, there's going to be a lot of notoriety on Thursday, uh, a lot of talk about John and how he made, he took that game as hard as it may have seemed at the time to an even higher level, Yep. you know, with the turducken and the turkey and feeding the players on the field after game and just the celebration. Um, it's, you know, John is going to be forever a part of the game and even more so in many respects ever a part of uh, forever a part of Thanksgiving day games. You know, Bill, it's, it's interesting, you know, so many years ago, just to add to that, I, I know I told you one of my favorite games ever 
was when the Lions outbared the Bears on Thanksgiving yeah. Day in 1991. And, uh, you know, for me, it was like, okay, this team is legitimate. This is real. This is a team that could win a playoff game. They eventually did. But to your point, my buddies and I that went to that game, that was what these are. This is before the internet. This is before cell phones. Mm-hmm. When I got home, I was asking my whole family, who did Madden pick? Who, who were the guys yeah. that got the drumsticks <laughs> and everything? You know, because yeah. that's the one thing I didn't get a chance to see that at the stadium. You know, right. we're all filtering out of the stadium and we didn't get a chance to see that. And mm-hmm. I, I know he didn't do it by design. That, that wasn't John Madden, but whether he right. likes it or not, he has become synonymous with that Thanksgiving Day game. Now, no doubt about it. No question. And let me tell you, Sean, the players were uh, beyond thrilled to be selected, to be around that turkey on the sideline with the headsets on, talking to John and Pat uh, after the game. And um, they, they loved it. They loved it. And and when, when the Madden Cruiser would roll in on Monday or Tuesday, uh, before Thanksgiving, and we would do the production meetings, which have, for the most part, gone by the wayside as far as in-person production meetings. But John and Pat would roll in, and it would be like the parting of the Red Sea. I mean, everybody was looking, and uh, it wasn't John. He he really didn't have an ego as big as he was. Uh, figuratively and and literally, he didn't. He was just John Madden. But the players loved him, and um, and when when he, they came in, and he and Pat would set up and would have the production meeting. Players loved to be selected to talk to those guys because that was absolutely an honor. And then and then remember, Sean was at ninety three. He started the old Madden team. Yeah, another yep. another thing that became synonymous with the NFL, and and guys would get their all Madden sweatshirts. And I swear they'd wear them for two weeks straight, you know, just so everybody could see I'm on the all Madden team. Um, but it, it all goes back and starts with the passion that we all have for the game. And, and certainly what John had for the game and the way he took the, the, the broadcasting component of the game to a totally different level. And that's why the league uh, appropriately. So is going to recognize him uh, as, as such a part of the Thanksgiving Day um, celebration, if you will, of NFL football. Uh, Eric George tells us the Raiders beat the Broncos in overtime, mm-hmm. a 40-yard touchdown to Devontae Adams. So the hard luck Raiders finally get a win. You know, mm-hmm. Bill, speaking of tradition, and I, listen, I don't have a horse in the race. I, I'm not a Buckeye fan. I'm not a Wolverine fan. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly hide it from anybody. You know, I, I go green, go white, okay? Mm-hmm. Michigan, Ohio State is called the game for a reason. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's the game. And, you know, there have been years, not too long ago, where Michigan was down or Ohio State was down. Very rarely are both of them down, but there have been some lean years in there. Um, I can't tell you how excited I am to watch that game next yeah. Saturday. Like, like, Bill, I have nothing scheduled next Saturday. I am going to sit down and mm-hmm. watch that game just as a football fan to see the stakes so high and as, as high perhaps as they've ever been, uh, that is just wonderful for the game of football. Oh, Sean, you, you stated it perfectly. I mean, I, I suppose we should know this or I should know this, but when's the last time both teams were undefeated going into the game? Was that the, 
06 season? I think probably 06. Okay. Yeah, 06. So it hasn't happened that often. But Ohio State and Michigan is synonymous. I mean, much like the Lions and Thanksgiving. Sure. I mean, it's it's very similar in the in the level it has attained in uh in sports in America. I mean, I remember growing up in Pennsylvania, growing up in Pittsburgh, and Pitt's Penn State became a big game. Pitt, West Virginia was a big game uh in the 70s and uh into the 80s. But I remember one time, Sean. Um, I came out to Ohio with my aunt and uncle, and it must have been because I, I, there were certain years uh, where the game was played before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And we were out visiting another aunt and uncle uh, in Ohio, and it was the the weekend of the Michigan-Ohio State game. And I'm telling you, when you got on that Pennsylvania turnpike and then went into Ohio, it was like something changed. I mean, it was like, what's going on here? Is this the twilight zone? It's some zone, but it's the Michigan-Ohio State zone. Yep. And I remember at my aunt and uncle's house, and there were a bunch of people there, and I'm probably, I'm in grade school, and we're all gathered around the TV to watch the game. <laughs> I, I, I will be delicate and appropriate with my my uh, story here, but they opened, and it was what, Chris Schenkel and and Bud Wilkinson, I think, on the broadcast back then. I think. It, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. And they're panning the crowd. And it was almost as if it was on cue. Somebody holds up a sign that had a, a, a bad word, an expletive, um, Ohio State or Michigan. I don't know who, who but I'm like, it, and the entire room just went silent. Yeah, you because know, there's all these, you know, grade school kids and cousins and everybody. Like, and I'm thinking, wow, this must be a big deal, you know. And it was. It yeah. was. But I'd, I'll never forget that. And uh, just the, the the incredible stories over the years of the games and the buildup. And uh, we're, we're in for a treat. We are in for a treat on no, Saturday. No doubt about that. More on that, some high school stuff as well when we come back. Final segment of Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night next right here on 760 WJR. Well, years ago, UCLA-USC was one of those oh. can't-miss games. And, uh, Bill, you and I watched that last night. I don't want to say that it was like an SEC shootout because I I, I think defense was kind of optional last night. Nothing like <laughs> perpetuating yeah. a stereotype, that Pac-10 stereotype. Uh, but Bill, as it is, a pretty exciting game. Uh, you know, what was it like a thousand yards in offense? And yeah, uh, yeah. you know, back in the day, Bill, you and I grow up grew up in an mm-hmm. era where the winner of UCLA USC yep. was playing the winner of Michigan and Ohio State in the right. Rose Bowl, and you just set your watch to it. And uh Right. No doubt, Sean. There were three or four games every year. That, you know, when we were growing up in the 60s and 70s, Michigan, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Nebraska, um, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, were huge games. Um, And, uh, and of course, USC and uh, UCLA were just uh, off the charts. I mean, those games, USC, you know, with the great running backs all those years, um, and UCLA always seemed to have a, a really good quarterback and those uniforms in the Rose Bowl. Um, the setting was just magical. 
back then, but that was that was what we grew up on. They they were the the gold standards back in the day. Army Navy was always in that group in a different way, but Army Navy game was magical. Notre Dame USC was magical. Um, there were a good you know probably six or seven games that 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 helped build the foundation of college football that it is today. Oh, I, you know what, Bill, maybe it's just me, but when I think of the day after Thanksgiving, I think mm-hmm. of Oklahoma and Nebraska. Just yeah. And I didn't even know how many times it was mm-hmm. actually on the day after Thanksgiving, right. but I just remember a few times when I was mm-hmm. a kid and that was like leftover sandwich, <laughs> Oklahoma, Nebraska. That yeah. was what I was doing on Friday. You know, it was at the, the one game where Johnny Rogers returned the punt mm. to beat Oklahoma. And it was like he was the hyped guy. It was like, uh, you know, Desmond Howard against Ohio State. It was a similar set of circumstances going into that game, the buildup. And Johnny Rogers returned to punt uh, late in the game to uh, to give Nebraska the victory. Yeah, those were those were magical for sure. Uh, as you were talking about uh, during the break as well, uh, maybe some looking ahead for the top. For as a whole, it, it yeah. wasn't easy yesterday. I was watching that Kentucky Georgia game for a while, yeah. uh, Bill, as well. Kentucky was just hanging with them, just mm-hmm. too much Georgia defense, but that Georgia offense just couldn't get it going and putting it away. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's not as easy as some of these programs no. make it look. Not at all. It's hard to win at any level of any sport, but in particular, football. Um, and we've seen it, you know, throughout the NFL this season and, uh, you know, certainly in college and high school. But at the end of the day, I mean, Jim Harbaugh may have never been happier than he was after that win yesterday. Sure. Because he knew, you know, they were they were they started the game strong, were were sort of on a roll and then they lose a running back. Blake Corum, that was devastating. And then, you know, the. Don't tell me the players aren't thinking about that. And don't yeah. tell me the players aren't thinking about, oh, my gosh, while the game's going on, we got Ohio State next week. Is he going to be able to play? Blah, 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 blah. Um, that's a big deal. And uh, Ohio State's on the road at, a, at at Maryland, and and they could play. Maryland's a good team. And then uh, and then you got the Baylor uh, uh, TCU game. Unbelievable. Um, holy mackerel. You talk about fantastic finishes. Um, but that, that, as we were speaking about off the air, you, usually it's about a 16 second line of demarcation where, okay, we have no timeouts. Okay. After this play, you know, if there's around 16 seconds left and teams practice that all the time, running the field goal team on, getting the, the offense off, getting set, making sure you're not going in, you know, legal motion or jumping the gun, but the center the holder and the kicker on that play, Sean did not set up like a normal place kicker. Usually they'll mark, you know, their plant foot and back up and take a couple steps. He went out there and planted both feet and bam, bam, boom. And he, he nails it. And uh, so the top four teams all survived. And, uh, and I don't, I don't really see the rankings changing much. Um, uh, I, I think if anything, you know, South Carolina, I mean, the game they played Ooh. against Tennessee will knock Tennessee Tennessee Ooh. down quite a bit. Spencer uh, Rattler, holy mackerel. My goodness gracious. 
Hey, we only have a couple minutes left, but I, I want to get this out there. Congratulations to all the teams that advanced yeah. uh, to, to Ford Field. Uh, Caledonia and Belleville in Division One. You have Forest Hill Central and uh, Warren D. LaSalle in D2. Muskegon and uh, Detroit King in D3. Uh, Grand Rapids South Christian and Goodrich in D4. Uh, Gladwin and Frankenmuth in D5. There's a reason I bring that one up, Bill. I did not know this. You you told me mm-hmm. something before we went on the air that's just jaw-dropping in regards to what Frankenmuth did to yeah. get to this championship game. Yeah, Frankenmuth is known for a lot of things. You know, Bronner's Christmas stores, Zender's Chicken. You know, we know all that. But they have had an excellent athletic program there for years and actually, my son, Billy, sent me a, a text first thing this morning because he went to that game. Frankenmuth did not allow a first down the entire game. Wow. Sean, that's that's mind-numbing. I mean, this is a semifinal game. Okay. Country Day, they play. Obviously, a very good team. They didn't allow a first down. This team may be historically good. So, uh you know, you know, the chicken was tasting good in Frankenmuth yesterday. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> well, good luck to all, all of yes. the teams. Uh, but the Eagles, obviously, an incredible, incredible effort. Uh, no doubt about that to get to the finals. Uh, Bill, you and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's it's such a special day. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is. Not just for the football. It's a, I, I think... I always joke in my house, it's the most underrated holiday of the year yeah. uh, for my money. Uh, and to Eric Dorch as well. I know, Eric, you're going to be out of town, but uh, certainly you and your uh, lovely wife have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, so much to give thanks for. And, oh, yeah, did we mention the Lions are looking to make it four in a row? So about I, that, Johnny B. <laughs> can I throw that out there as well? Amen. But, Bill, always a pleasure. Enjoy this special time with your family. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you again next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Likewise, Sean. All right. For Bill Keenis, my name is Sean Belegian saying happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We'll talk to you next Sunday, 7 o'clock right here on Gridiron Wrap. Good night, everybody.